are tuned in to the Locked On Irish Podcast. Today's episode, we're filling you in on everything you need to know about Notre Dame hockey season starting tonight at 7 o'clock against Wisconsin. We're going to hear from Locked On BC's AJ Black. And then to wrap things up, Ryan, who absolutely loves the NFL Draft, and we both cover the NFL Draft, we are going to hear his thoughts on some of the best draft prospects on this Boston College team. But first, I am Joe DeLeon, former Division I long snapper and current NFL free agent, joined by my friend Ryan Roberts, the director of scouting at NFL Draft Bible and an NFL and college football analyst. So, Ryan, we have yet another sport outside of the typical sphere that I think most fans are really drawn in on and connected to. I know a lot of fans, particularly my dad, who's an alum, loves to still follow the hockey team and the lacrosse team. And the hockey program has been one that has really grown over the past 15, 20 years and hit full stride recently in the 2010s. This is a good program, and it's worth bringing up that they're opening their season against Wisconsin at home on Friday the 13th, the day that you are listening to this. We just want to kind of share with you our quick thoughts on you know, the season coming up. And, you know, Ryan, what are your expectations and some of the, the guys that maybe you're paying attention to for this hockey season? Yeah, I, I mean, so I think the, the main guy that I'm really going to be paying attention to is Alex Steves. He's actually their leading scorer um, this past season. They had, you know, what is considered, like you said, Notre Dame has been a very um, great hockey tradition over the last, you know, a large part, part of uh, the thousands. So they, they came coming off a 15-15-7 record, but they have Alex Steves back who had 28 total points, 11 goals included in those 36 games that they played last season or that he played in last season. I think that it's going to be a real emphasis on Steve's being that leader on this team that uh, did graduate Cam Morrison, big game Cam Morrison, who uh, did not did not sign with the Colorado Avalanche back in 2016 when he was the 40th overall pick, but he did sign this offseason with the Chicago Blackhawks to a two-year, $1.85 million deal. So Cam's going to have some of that, you know, he was that senior leader, big-bodied guy that was you know, a leader of the Notre Dame hockey team. So I'm really looking forward to Alex Steves to to take over that mantle. He's already a, a, a you know, a notable goal scorer and notable um, just hockey player for them in general. But taking over now some of that vocal role and that leadership role from Cam Morrison is going to be put onto his plate on top of the excellence that he shows on the hot, on the team already, again, as their leading, uh, leading goal scorer, or I should say leading point scorer returning in 2020. And speaking of losing some really key players, Kale Morris, their starting goalie, who was an All-American last season, really the heartbeat of this um, this Notre Dame hockey team, he is obviously no longer there. He signed with the Blackhawks organization in their minor, minor league system. Stepping up to the plate is Ryan Bischel. Seven games last year played. He's going to be a sophomore. So an underclassman is now going to be the starting goalie for this Notre Dame hockey team. He's not your traditional sophomore like with most sports. He had a, a brief stint uh, playing junior, so he does have really good experience. Like I said, last year, seven games, 2.53 goals allowed, and then a, a 91% save percentage. I, I think Bischel's a really good goalie. I wouldn't be too worried about losing Morris. Now, having that drop-off of not having your 
your veteran upperclassman goalie who is an All-American, that drop-off is going to be noticeable, but I would not I would not say that Bischel is going to be a, a drastic step down. It's, it's kind of like losing your starting quarterback and then having another really talented young guy that can step in as a sophomore and still go out there and play really well. So Bischel... Uh, you know, very, very talented, and I have very high expectations for him for this upcoming season. Make sure you tune in, though, on, on Friday night, the day that you're listening to this. If you happen to miss that game, they're also playing Wisconsin on Saturday night as well, and I believe the games are going to be on NBC Sports Network. Ryan, to wrap this segment like we did last week, we want to provide our score predictions as the guests typically do. You're going to hear A.J. Black's score prediction very soon. But Ryan, for the game against Boston College this Saturday at 3.30 on ABC, what do you think the score is going to be? I mean, so we talked about this a little bit yesterday, right? So a lot of people are predicting this after the huge win with Notre Dame this past weekend against uh, against the University of Clemson, 47-40. to 40. People now think that the, what Notre Dame has been over the last few years, right, is, is they have let us down in certain spots. So they think, hey, they just had a, a monumental win. Notre Dame is going to have a tough outing, and then they're going to get upset this week. That's a, what a lot of people are expecting. I think it's the adverse situation here. I think that Brian Kelly has been saying the right things leading up to that Clemson game. He said – that it's about the long haul. It's not just about the single game. So I think that they are going to come out and they're going to dominate this football game. It's 13 and a half points uh, for the spread. Notre Dame is, is giving away there. So I'm going to say that they cover that. And I'm going to say Notre Dame 34 to 14 dominating fashion. Phil Dracovic has a couple nice plays, maybe throws a touchdown or two, but Notre Dame is just too much for BC, especially for their defense. I think that this is a runaway victory and that they show that this wasn't just a fluke. They're here to stay. And it's so disappointing hearing from these Notre Dame fans that are speaking, you know, in a sense that they think this is, this is a perfect situation for them to get upset. We've seen this happen before. I was talking to my dad, and uh, he, he brought up the one game in the early 2000s when Tyrone Willingham was the head coach. And the big mistake that my dad said that he made – that made him you know, very upset after they lost the game against BC is that he ramped up the team. He made the game more important than it was facing a, a very bad BC team, not much worse than the you know, this current BC team is very talented, but um, he ramps up the rivalry, says we're going to wear the green jerseys. This is an important game. And putting that much emphasis on that game, playing a lesser opponent, caused them to, you know, it caused them to lose. Instead, Brian Kelly is a guy for me he was trying to keep everything pretty even keeled. He talked about him uh, saying the right things this week. He's treating it like it was like Clemson. He's treating it like it's every single game the same. Even though it's a rivalry, he's trying to stay even keeled, not let guys get too high or too low so people don't make mistakes. But, Ryan, I still think that this game is going to be close. I think that, for me, my final score is going to be um, – I like that 34 number, but I think I see like a 34-24 game. I think that this is going to be close, and then Notre Dame is going to score a touchdown maybe like midway through or towards the end of the fourth quarter just to push this thing away. Like I think BC just is always going to be a team that tries to spoil things, but I don't think they're going to end up spoiling anything this week. Uh, Joe, you're too soft, man. You're you're, you're oh, picking Boston College to cover right now. How could you possibly do this, Joe? I, I Look, can't believe my ears right now. 
I'm not picking against Notre Dame though. Like, could you? Like, I'm not that type of a, a fan. I don't. But I don't you have know, that little faith. You know. You know the context though is that people all they're going to remember is that hey, it was 27 to 20 at some point in the fourth quarter, and Notre Dame needed a late touchdown to beat what is a, now a five and four Boston College team. I just think that this team is going to be ready. They also have a perfect timing of the bye week after this game, so I'm not worried about right. the emotional high. And then kind of maybe looking forward to North Carolina and some of the other important games down the stretch. I think they are out to prove that they belong on the national stage, that they belong to that number two ranking. I just think that they're going to have a big performance this week and it's going to be a little bit of a runaway. So we'll see who ends up being correct. Actually, you know what we should have done last week, Ryan? I think we should keep track now going forward. Uh, just seeing who, who had the most correct who is the closest to the score prediction. So we're going to keep track of that going forward. If anyone remembers or, or pulls the, the score prediction from last week, feel free to tweet at us at Locked on Irish. Coming up, we are going to hear from Boston, Locked on Boston College's AJ Black. Before we do so, though, I want to share a message with you from our sponsor, that being Coors Light. These days, it seems like life forces us to be on all the time, but every now and then it is important to stop and reset and then reach for the Coors Light. It's a mountain cold refreshment made to chill. I know that after all the craziness that I deal with during the week, uh, you know, randomly having to, to to hop on shows here and there, and I'm I'm working late, way past eight o'clock. I know that at the end of the week on Thursday and Friday, I want to reach for that Coors Light, sit back and relax with an ice cold beer, the beer that I know is made to chill. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's a crisp and refresh. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. And the perfect moment to unwind is watching football, the perfect time for me time. Coors Light is the one that I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that is made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Now joining Locked On Irish is AJ Black of the Locked On Boston College podcast, as well as editor and publisher for the BC Bulletin site, a part of Sports Illustrated. AJ, we've got a huge rivalry coming up this weekend. How are you doing? And also, thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Oh, thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's... um. It's exciting. It's, it's exciting. It's a big game for Boston College. Obviously, every time they play the Irish, um, if if we were going to have fans there, the student body would have been going crazy for this. It's one of those games that you know every time the schedule comes out and the and Notre Dame's on there, people circle that game and they get really pumped for it. Yeah, one of the few away games that I've been to for Notre Dame when I was in high school. I went to a BC game, so I, I I understand that atmosphere, what it's like. BC fans definitely get get very excited for this game. So the one thing that I know Notre Dame fans are very fixated on this week is Phil Jerkovic, the starting quarterback who has been phenomenal. Ryan, my co-host, loves Jerkovic. He thinks that he can become a first-round prospect maybe in the near future. He is obviously formerly a Notre Dame player. He was backup quarterback behind Ian Book. What do you think he has done so far? And like, how do you? What do you think the impact has been for BC since he transferred uh, from Notre Dame? 
you know, he's been a game changer for the Eagles. Uh, Boston College, when Jeff Halfley, the new head coach, took over, they didn't really have any quarterbacks on the roster. Anthony Brown, who was the starter for three years and uh, would have had a medical redshirt, decided to transfer out. And then it was, you know, a bunch of guys that were either unproven walk-ons like uh, Dennis Grossell, who played against the Irish last year. He's a walk-on. Um, Steve Adazio just struggled to, to, you know, when you're run, running the ball 40, 50 times a game and you don't have a passing offense, it's really hard to attract good quarterbacks. Halfley, when he came in, needed a quarterback and Phil Dracovic, you know, checked all those boxes. They hit it off right away. You know, Halfley went to the airport to pick him up. And talked to, you know, they, he just knew right off the bat that this was the guy that was going to do it for him. Since he's been playing, he's been everything. I mean, he's he has put together um, 72% of the yards that BC's gotten on the field has been because of Phil Dracovic, whether it's his legs or throwing the ball. Um, he is um, he's showing that he's he can take a hit. I mean, he's been hit quite a few times. Uh, but in the, and even in those cases, he's able to wiggle out of things that you don't expect a quarterback to because he's a big kid. He's 6'4", 250 or whatever it is. Um, and gets he's starting to get a lot of comparisons to guys like Ben Roethlisberger with the way he can kind of shed arm tackles and, and be really physical out there. Um, so he's, he's, do, he's, do, he's doing everything. He's become one of the best ACC quarterbacks out there right now in terms of his play. He's thrown for 1,800-plus yards already, 14 touchdowns. You know, he's everything that Boston College could use for an offense. Yeah, you can really notice that difference when having a quarterback like Jerkovic and the level uh, that BC has been playing at with him uh, running things, running that offense has been vastly different from what we've kind of seen in the past from BC. So going into this rivalry game, facing off against the number two ranked team in the country, that being Notre Dame, what are your, what are BC's expectations? What do you think that their expectations are for this this big matchup with everything coming into it? You know, if you talk to the head coach, I go to all the press conferences. He says he's just treating it like every other game. Like there's, you know, you, we ask him questions about the rivalry. You know, what he's like, I have to treat this like every other game because if I get us too excited, that's when mistakes happen. That's when players play out of their comfort level or they make mistakes and they. They do things that they don't, don't normally do. So, you know, the, from the staff perspective, they're preaching to the team that they need to treat this just like any other game. And, you know, he acknowledges, of course, that he says over and over again, you know, Notre Dame is the best coach team that they've played this year. So take that, Dabo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that they're fundamentally sound. They don't make mistakes. They're well coached. They, you know, they have talent up and down the roster. So he mentions that, but, you know, he tries to keep everything very focused. And I think that is where the team is at right now. I mean, sitting at a press conference, all you hear about, it sounds like you're playing like Duke. Like you don't hear, he, he will not get into the rivalry at all. He'll be, he'll acknowledge it, but just kind of move on. So I think that message is getting sent to the players and the players, when you talk to them, they're saying the same thing. Jakovic, we talked to him today. He sounded just like, you know, again, just like I was saying, like they're playing Duke, like, oh yeah. We're playing Notre Dame. I've got some friends on the team. Staying <laughs> focused, and I was like, "Whoa, this is a team that recruited you." So they're very, very even keeled, and I think that's good. I think that's good coaching because you don't want them getting overexcited for a game because that's when things fall apart quickly. Yeah, Brian Kelly had a very similar stance, and he actually brought some of that stuff up last week, and we talked about it on the show. He, he said, "You know, we can't get too excited for Clemson because the next week." you know, BC is the same level of importance. So they're all 
they're all on the same level. So I, I, that definitely makes a ton of sense for, for them to come into this game not trying to get too high. For this matchup, what do you consider to be BC's biggest strength? And how do you think that's going to help them this weekend? Biggest strength, I would have to say, um, probably their passing attack uh, with Dracovic. I think that they've been able to move the ball effectively with, say, Flowers and Hunter along their tight ends. Uh, I'd say probably their wide receiver, Hunter along their tight end. Um, and and they've had they've starting to build more and more weapons for Jacoby to get the ball towards. On the defensive side, it's been the secondary. So I know that Notre Dame's got some big physical receivers and tight ends. Um, it's going to be a challenge. But I think Halfley, when he came in, that was his bread and butter was the secondary. And you know he's going to be able to hopefully get those guys to a position where they can you know hold their own against good teams. So I think that'll be a strength. Um, and coaching. I think coaching has been much improved over what Steve Adazio did. Um, but yeah. Yeah. We also talked about uh, Brendan Sebastian and how he's a really underrated corner uh, for that defense. Also, you brought up Hunter Long, who in our preview show, we talked about how he is a serious weapon in that, in, in BC's offense. Who do you yeah. think are some of the underrated playmakers on either side of the ball that, that maybe people don't really know, or they're like a less talked about name? Yeah, if you're looking at the offense, uh, the name that you're going to watch is C.J. Lewis. Um, he's become Jakovic's go-to guy in the red zone. He's 6'4", he's got real long arms. Um, he's the kind of guy that Jakovic can get the ball to, you know, throw it up there, and he's going to bring it down. Uh, he is a converted quarterback who, you know, I've covered this team for a while. When they recruited him I and I've watched him play, I had no expectations of him doing anything. You know, last couple of years, he was not great with his hands, and he got hurt. Um, I just assumed he'd be kind of, you know, back end of the depth chart, but he's really, really come along with Frank Signetti's offense and has become the number two ride receiver for BC. So he, CJ Lewis is one I would watch for on the defensive side of the ball. You're going to look at, I mean, underrated under the radar. I, I'd say Max Richardson linebacker um, where he goes, the defense goes, uh, he leads the country or he had led the country before last weekend's game and tackles. I uh, get a big game against Syracuse with two sacks um, you know, he was in the, all the watch list for like Butkus and, you know, Nagurski awards. Um, and I would, I was waiting for those moments where he would explode because he's done nice things, but he hasn't had a huge game yet. And he did that against Syracuse. So I'm wondering if maybe this will be, that'll be kind of the springboard for him to have a bigger game, you know, against Notre Dame in the end of the year. So to wrap us up, and we've done this already on our first, uh, interview show with another host on the network. I'd like to get your, your final score prediction. I would like to let you know uh, Brad Sinkiff of Locked On Clemson was incorrect in his score prediction, so currently the uh, the guest prediction is 0 for 1. So wh where do you sit on this? What do you think is going to be the final score? So there's two, there's two sides of me, and I have yet to figure out where I'm going to go with my scoring for this game. Um, the fan side of me, you know, I'm a BC grad. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the red bandana game. You know, Phil Dracovic against... And I'm going, oh, yeah, this is going to this is going to be it. They're going to finally break through and win a, a top 25, a top 10 game. It hasn't happened in six years. Uh, the logical side of me keeps hitting that going, AJ, slow down. All right. So um, I'm notoriously terrible at picks. I I do a spread pick them thing on BC Bulletin where I pick the Vegas spreads and I am awful at it. And that's why I don't gamble. But. I will say for this game, I'm going to go with my logical side. I'm going to say Notre Dame by like 17. Um, oh, like, wow. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I 
I the defense for BC, they've stepped up. I mean, they stopped Travis Etienne, but I've watched them get gashed by fast wide, uh, running backs and Kyron Williams. I watched him against Clemson. I went, you know, he's <laughs> he's good, and he, you know, uh, with tight ends and and the weapons that they have on offense. I just I just feel like BC doesn't have it yet. Um, I think BC will continue to build, and I think halfway's going in the right direction. I just I have to let my logical brain go here. 17 points, Notre Dame, like uh, 38-21. Okay, perfect. Yeah, the, from what I've already heard from a number of Notre Dame fans, a lot of them are saying, we've seen this one before. Yep. I, you know, the, Some people think that this is going to be an upset for BC. So I, I'm not in that camp. I I'm, I'm, I'm really think that Notre Dame is going to uh, play a good game here. I don't know about 17 points. I think this might end up being um, closer than it, it might seem, just considering the rivalry and, and all the things mm-hmm. that are coming into it. But AJ, thank you so much for taking the time to join, uh, join the show. Is there anything you'd like to plug? And also, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, uh, so check out my website if you want to see more about what I have to say, um, bcbulletin.com. Uh, you can check me out on Lockdown Boston College. It's a da- just like this. It's a daily podcast where I talk about BC, um, have different guests on, talk about recruiting, all sorts of great stuff there. You can find me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. You can find the site, um, my website on Twitter at Boston College SI. And you can check us out on Facebook at Boston College SI. In a few minutes, we are going to finish today's show by hearing who Ryan thinks are some of the best draft prospects on this Boston College team. You might not know their names. Keep an eye out for them this upcoming game, as well as their impact in the future. Before, though, we get to that, Ryan, do you have a message for our listeners from another great sponsor? Absolutely, Joe. I will tell you, sometimes life goes full circle. It wasn't too long ago that I was just frequenting the Locked On Network as a listener, and I became very enthused in the Built Bar brands. Got, got my hands on some boxes, and I will say the improved Built Bar is even more delicious than it was before. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They have six new flavors, too, that they've added to the market. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. They have a flavor for everyone. If you are a traditionalist, you can also go for the 12 original flavors, including coconut almonds, raspberry, German chocolate cake, peanut butter, salted caramel, coffee, um, sorry, double chocolate, orange, toffee almonds, and my personal favorite, the best of the best, the elite in all of protein bars, peanut butter brownie. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, all real chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy on the go lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and they're also great for the keto diet. Some of the, some of the uh, flavors include peanut butter, again, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Also, coconut almonds, cookies, and cream, they're also delicious while also being great for you. Built Bar has they reset the promo code for this relaunch. So with a limited time offer, free coolers with your purchase while the supplies last. So go and take advantage of that offer. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On. That's all capitals, Locked On. You'll get 20% off the next order. Use promo code Locked On, all caps, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com.
folks, make sure you go and hit that subscribe button to stay up to date on every single Locked On Irish episode. If you're just tuning in for the first time, you might as well hit that subscribe button so you can have these wonderful conversations with us every single day of the week, Monday through Friday, and then breaking down everything you need to know about Notre Dame athletics. So Ryan, Ryan and I also cover the NFL draft. We're hosts of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast where we break down NFL draft prospects and also interview a number of, of big names. Ryan, I know that you really are excited about talking about some of these guys and you want to share with our listeners who you should be really aware of. We talked about some of these key players in the matchup yesterday. AJ Black also talked about some of these key players, but just from like a talent and pro readiness perspective, who are like some of the top guys in this in, on this BC team that you're paying attention to? Well, I think the guy that everyone's going to be most excited about is the quarterback, Phil Dracovic. He's probably more a 2022 guy, so we don't want to go too heavily in depth on him, but he is draft eligible, so he's a guy to keep an eye on for sure. Their wide receiver, Zay Flowers, is another future guy to keep an eye on, but I think it really starts up front on the offensive line. Zion Johnson, again, is one of the premier guards in the 2021 NFL draft. He's playing left tackle for the team out of necessity right now. Probably the most outstanding prospect offensively uh, in in a little bit of a battle with his teammate Hunter Long, tight end, who might be a day two prospect at tight end. He's one of the big risers in the tight end group for 2021. Got a little bit of a comparison to Hunter Henry, the outstanding tight end for the Los Angeles Chargers. Other offensive linemen to keep an eye on, Tyler Vrabel, the left, right tackle, who's the son of Mike Vrabel, of course. Alec Lindstrom, the, the bro- younger brother of Chris Lindstrom. So there's some heavy NFL ties to this group. Max Richardson, Brandon Sebastian on defense. Probably Matt, I would say Max is probably the best prospect defensively. He's a little bit of an undersized inside linebacker, but has real he really plays very hard. I think he's going to be a dynamite special teamer. And then the guy that I think just kind of gets thrown to the side a little bit on that offensive line is Ben Petrula, who's played all every position now on the offensive line now starting at right guard he's kind of that swing player at the next level who can back up several positions he might not have starting upside on the NFL level but he's a guy that's just going to be a solid contributor for a long time and a guy that you can depend on giving you some spot start opportunity all up and down the offensive line yeah as you can tell this is just such a an underrated group and the one thing that really sticks out to me Ryan is their offensive line, the depth that they have at offensive line. And it's not like, and it's a little similar to Notre Dame, it's not like you have one guy who's a top five pick that boosts the quality of play of everybody around. It's instead a group that has a lot of mid-round picks on it. Zion Johnson, you mentioned Tyler Vrabel, uh, Vrabel, uh, Alec Lidstrom. That is a really, really good group, and that is a big reason why we talked up this BC offensive line for the matchup. So you have to pay attention to maybe the defensive line not getting that same level of penetration that they typically do because they're working against a veteran, stable group of linemen. Oh, absolutely. And it's, again, you know, we're going to be matching it up against Notre Dame's offensive line, who is five across and absolutely outstanding. But Boston College, make no mistake about it, when you're talking about the premier teams in college football in producing NFL talent on the offensive line. It's Notre Dame, it's Wisconsin, it's Michigan from time to time, and Boston College just seems to be that team that quietly does the same thing. We talked about Anthony Costanzo yesterday, Chris Lindstrom, who's outstanding for the Atlanta Falcons right now. All of these guys 
have a shot in it. I would agree it's a mid-tier type of type of team on the offensive line from the sense of Zion Johnson's probably a day-two player. Mike, uh, Tyler Vrabel, I'm just calling Mike Vrabel, might be a day-two player <laughs> when all is said and done. Alec Lindstrom might be a day-two player potentially as well if he chooses to declare for 2021. And then Ben Petrul is just that day-three mauler who's going to find a role at the next level. So it's an outstanding offensive line for sure. And now Boston College has kind of coupled that with some, with some um, playmakers at tight end, wide receiver, and at quarterback that are worth watching because you always know that the offensive line is going to be outstanding for Boston College. This is so random, and I want to finish it up with this. And I was just thinking about you mentioned Vrabel and Tyler Vrabel's Mike Vrabel's son, and we're talking about the draft. And the first thing that popped in my head was – the, uh, the 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 meme that surfaced from this past draft when it was virtual, all of his sons very awkwardly, you know, just one of them was wearing a very strange Frozone outfit. Like they were just being total goofballs <laughs> on TV. And it, it seems like this year's draft is probably going to be in the same sense. So I wonder what that atmosphere is going to be like. One, having uh, Coach Rabel trying to manage a draft and then having his son in the room getting drafted. Like, is that, I don't know why I'm thinking about that, but that has to be such a weird dynamic. Well, it's, it's going to be a very easy phone call to make, right? Because he doesn't need to grab the phone. <laughs> He's going to be like, hey, Tyler, could, just drafted you, man. Could you imagine he gets up, leaves to go to the other room, and then uh, <laughs> Tyler's phone rings. It's like, like, Dad, why are you calling me? <laughs> just to take a call. Oh, man, it's, it's like because Doug Peterson, the, the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, actually has his son in the draft, too. Can you imagine, right. like, either one of them go undrafted and your dad didn't even draft you? Like, I'm just thinking about that. It's so funny. Or, or better yet, it, Vrabel, Mike Vrabel seems like the type of guy to be like, I didn't want to pick you, but, you know, my the, the GM really likes you. I don't want you on my team, but, you know, you're now a Tennessee Titan uh, right. kind of thing. Well, folks, thank you for tuning in for our discussion here on this game coming up this weekend, as well as some other things surrounding Notre Dame athletics. Folks, on Monday, make sure you check back and hear our full breakdown of the game against Boston College. Our Clemson breakdown was you know, one of our best shows so far, so you can expect another great show. If you haven't tuned into that one, Go check back on the Monday episode. Follow us on social media at Joe DeLeon at Rise and Draft for Ryan. And also follow the show at Locked on Irish to stay up to date on everything Notre Dame athletics related and also everything show related for Locked on Irish. Please hit that subscribe button just so you don't miss out on anything and possibly leave us a review to share your thoughts on what you think of the show so far if you're looking for something else to tune into go check out the thursday episode of locked on bc you can hear me talking about this upcoming matchup and what it means for notre dame in the perspective of of what bc wants to know that's hosted by aj black so go check that out thank you for tuning in folks we'll see you on monday